0: Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, right here on AM nine twenty. The answer on Cleve Gaddis. Thank you for sticking with us in this segment in our neighborhood spotlight. We are featuring Adams Crossing in Atlanta, Moores Mill, in seventy five area. Inventory is up across the nation, but how does that affect you in Metro Atlanta? And then, regarding monthly rent, rents are up fifteen percent in the last year. Fifteen percent in the last year and are rental rates still negotiable? You might be surprised that the answer is yes. Landlords, many of them are in the risk-taking and risk-avoiding business. And if you're a tenant and you decrease the level of risk that a landlord has, you might be able to get a better deal. We'll tell you more when we get to that point of the segment. Don't forget, we want to connect with you. Go to gogetusradio.com. G O g-a-d-d-i-s radio.com you can ask questions you can make comments you can push back if you want to share ideas you can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight and you can subscribe to our podcast in fact i say please subscribe to our podcast each week we pick one specific metro atlanta neighborhood out to call out critical changes over the last three years to help you understand as a homeowner in that neighborhood, whether or not you have a particular advantage in today's market. And the subdivision for this week is Adams Crossing, which is in Fulton County in the city of Atlanta. If you're going north on 75 exit Moores Mill Road, go west on Marietta Boulevard, left on Bolton, and then left on Marietta Road, and you enter from Adams Drive. 161 homes in the neighborhood. I am familiar with this neighborhood. I've seen it many, many times. Great location. Fabulous location. In 2019, the average sales price of a home in the neighborhood, there were 11 homes that sold. Now, remember, we're looking for about 7% of the homes in a neighborhood to sell. And so, in this particular case, it's not too far off of the 7% number. It took 26 days on average from listing to contract. The average sales price was 458,000. That ranged from 423,000 up to 505,000. In 2020, there were 12 homes sold, one more than the prior year. Again, 26 days on the market, sales price went from 458 to 454, and that's a decrease of $4,000. The low was $250,000. That's probably the one that pulled them all down, up to a high of $570,000. Maybe there was a home that year that sold that year in the neighborhood that needed a lot of work. In 2021, and I know we're already six months past that, and we'll start running 2022 numbers, include these in these reports moving forward. There were 28 homes sold, 28 homes out of 161 sold. And the 161 count may or may not be right. We're pulling it from the tax records, doing the best we can. When you had homes sold, average days on the market, eight days. Average sales price went to 497000 almost a $50,000 increase. The low was $225, the high was $565. The average sales price to list price ratio in 2019 was 100%. 2020 was 98.5%, meaning sellers discounted 1.5%. In 2021, the average home in there sold for 2% more than it was listed for. Right now, there are two homes available for sale in the neighborhood. They are both listed right at five, $600,000, one for $598,500, one for $599,900, and you can see pr- prices are continuing to march in the right direction there, which means we have 1.33 months worth of supply when you consider that 18 homes have sold in the neighborhood in the last 365 days. So we've got a 1.33 months worth of supply, which means it is a seller's market. If you have less than four months worth of inventory, it is a seller's market. Four and five months worth of inventory is a balanced market. More than five months worth of inventory is a buyer's market. There are 161 homes in the neighborhood, give or take. If there are 161 and prices went from a low in 2011 of $220,000 average sales price in the neighborhood up to a high in 2021 of 497 means homeowner equity has increased 48, no, excuse me, $45 million, $45 million. We have Bolton Academy is the elementary school. Willis Sutton is the middle school and North Atlanta is the high school. If you're the type of parent who doesn't want to monkey around with your kid's education or the school's effect on home values, only one way to make sure you don't make mistakes and that's get a school chimp report. Go to gogaddisradio.com. Click on School Chimp. Put in a little information about the school you're looking to get some details on and let us know whether or not you want to compare it to one school or you want to compare it to the average high school in Metro Atlanta, public high school in Metro Atlanta. And we will run a report customized specifically for you that gives you information that, in my opinion, you can't find anywhere else. It'll give you The average age of a home, the the educational attainment level of parent, the average household income, the percentage of renters versus homeowners in the area. It'll also give you all of the real estate data by high school district, average sales prices over the years for the last 10 years, say, the average size of a home, the total number of sales. It'll give you lots of great, great, great information. And you can get one by going to gogaddisradio.com, clicking on SchoolChimp, and you will get all the information there. It also gives you a rating system for the school. So it ranks it on a scale of 20 to 100. If you get up near 100, that doesn't mean you're perfect. It just means you're better than most of the other schools in Metro Atlanta. And for those who are curious, there are 12 public high schools in Metro Atlanta, they get a SchoolChimp rating of 100. If you want to see what your school is rated, go to goGaddisRadio.com. click on SchoolChimp. If you have been searching for homes for sale and you feel like you are being locked out, left out, left behind, because every time you show up to a home, it's already sold. And I know we're getting more inventory on in the market, but homes are still selling fairly quickly. And homes that are really nice are selling still at premiums. And my suggestion for you, if that's happening to you, then you need to sure, search on a different site. You need to use sure, suremls.com, S-U-R-E-M-L-S.com, suremls.com. Pulls listings from both listing services in Metro Atlanta. It ensures that you don't miss anything that's listed in the Metro Atlanta market. And that is huge. Inventory levels set record highs in the month of June. This is from Housing Wire. The number of active listings in the month of June in the United States rose 18.7 percent year over year in June. This is according to Realtor.com's monthly housing trend report. The increase represents the fastest yearly pace ever recorded by Realtor.com. I don't know how far they go back, but that's a big deal. Despite the increase, the in number of active listings remains, believe it or not. Listen to this: 53.2 percent below the June 2019 level. Active inventory increased. Year over year and 40 of the 50 largest U.S. metros with Austin, Texas experiencing the largest annual increase at 144 percent, which means if there was one listing before, now there's two and a half. If there was a thousand. Now there's two and a half thousand. If there's 10,000, now there's 25,000 listings. That's amazing. Listing inventory increase, and I know that Austin market has been incredibly competitive. Phoenix had 113.2% increase. Raleigh, North Carolina had a 111.7% increase. The number of listings across the country rose at an annual rate of 4.5% year-to-date, with Raleigh, North Carolina leading the way at 37.6% increase. Nashville, Tennessee, 372 Las Vegas, Nevada... 34.8% in Charlotte, North Carolina, 30.1%. Inventory recovery has certainly ac- accelerated for the second straight month of active listings increase, growth in nearly three years. We haven't put two months together of inventory growth in the last couple of years. Experts attribute the jump to uh, in listings to new sellers entering the market at a much higher rate than they did in 2017 to 2019, Due to the record high asking prices and rising interest rates, uh, they're afraid it's going to drive buyers out of the market and sellers are trying to beat the market. They're trying to time the market and get their homes on the market. So more inventory, the article says, will eventually, will eventually will cool the feverish pace of competition. The typical buyer, although, has yet to see meaningful relief from quickly selling homes and record high prices. And it, it the article does make one interesting and that is, it is the larger homes that are being listed in the market today. More larger homes, more homes over 750 square feet, 1,750 square feet, most homes in Metro Atlanta are over 750 or 1,750 square feet. Easy for me to say. Has frustration set in because you're a tenant and rents have been increasing and you are fearful? There is no end in sight. There may be opportunities out there for you to get creative. Rents are up 15% from a year ago, the national vacancy rate is less than 6%, which means if there's a thousand homes, only 6% of those homes are sitting vacant. And in some cases they're vacant because the landlord chooses for them to be vacant. There's just not enough homes to rent out there. And with home prices and mortgage rates going up, more people are looking to rent. So it's a shame you've got competitive real estate market forcing more people to go rent. Rents are going up 15%. Sometimes I have sellers selling houses who have to rent a home temporarily and they are experiencing sticker shock when they find out the rental rate. So here are some tips you can use to negotiate a better deal. Number one, do your homework by researching the building that the dwelling is in or the neighborhood rental history to understand if it's a fair price, you can get a real estate agent to help you with that if it's a single family detached or a condo or a townhome you're looking to rent. If it's not appropriately priced, then you may have a better opportunity to negotiate a cheaper price. So if you're looking at an area and they're asking 2,500 and you can tell the market rate is closer to 22 or 2,300, there's nothing that says you couldn't offer them just a little bit less. Number two, highlight your strengths as a tenant. Maybe you can do your own repairs. Maybe you are better qualified financially. Uh, than other tenants. Maybe you are a landscaper and can take care of the lawn. Uh, Spray and fertilize and keep the shrubs looking good. You need to know what you have to offer the landlord that they might be interested in and don't be afraid to throw that out there. Maybe you want to offer an additional one month's rent uh, up front and then you could look to lock into a longer lease, maybe 18, 24, 36 months. Sometimes landlords don't like to lock in that long but if you get into a bidding war on a lease and send the landlord a personal note, sell yourself, there's a bunch of real estate professionals who say, hey, that violates discrimination laws. And if you send a letter, then they learn something about you and they may discriminate. So my suggestion is I wouldn't tell them anything about you that would allow them to discriminate. But if you're a hardworking person and, and uh, you're willing to take care of the loans, I think that is a certainly, those are certainly good things to say. We are at the end of another week's edition of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. We appreciate you joining us this week, and we look forward to talking to you next week. We'll be back next Saturday at 9 a.m., and we look forward to talking to you then. See you, Atlanta.